Hello everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. I'm Base 15 and I'm here with Zareth. Zareth, how are you? I'm doing great, Solo. Um, I'm excited that we get to do a second podcast. Um, and I, I think that our last one was a lot of fun, and I feel like some people liked it anyway. So I'm, I'm excited to continue working on um, presenting grand arena information and um you know that is exactly what our intent is that this podcast is um just to discuss all things grand arena in the game galaxy of heroes um and we're uh you know we we might touch on territory wars or territory battles i mean they're all kind of interconnected but uh that's that's kind of our main focus is grand arena and you know kind of our approach to that and um, one thing that a lot of our listeners, a lot, a lot is uh, relative, of course, but um, a lot of our listeners last time had asked for was more um, kind of just grand arena discussion and strategy. And, um, you know, I, I thought that because we didn't have grand arena this week or this last week, we could talk a little bit about our strategy or our approach to grand arena so um do you want to kick that off for us solo sure i i think there are two main things you have to worry about when you're thinking of a grand arena strategy the first is how do you maximize your own banner so you're talking about a lot of teams with protection regen whether it's uh, jedi knight revan when he calls an assist you know he fit whoever he calls the assist for, regen some protection. Uh, you see bounty hunters are fantastic one at regening protection. You know, teams like that that are going to help build your protection back up, you want to use them on offense because the idea is to finish with as much protection and health because that's going to give you as much banners as you can. Um, the second thing is on defense, you are trying to negate their banner. So you want to have teams, you know, you look for AOEs or counters or thermal detonators are great to have on defense because it just steals protection. Uh, Night Sisters can be great because Talzin's AOE is going to steal some health too. Do everything you can in your power to try and steal their banners. Um, now, Zareth, what do you think about the GA format? What, When you look at the format of Grand Arena, what does that mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, the, the way that Grand Arena is currently, uh, it really, you know, people say, oh, you can win with, you know, like maximum defense. And you absolutely can win with maximum defense. I'm not debating that. You know, it's a valid strategy. Uh, you know, if, if you do it right, but really, I mean, the focus in Grand Arena is um, really going to be in, I mean, right now, it's like it, the maximum accumulation of banners, and that means you want to attack, like, even if you lose, I mean, you don't want to lose because you get banners for winning uh, as well, but you want to 
full clear every single time because those points that you get from full clearing are just too valuable and even if you win on defense but you only clear like you're you have like this crazy defense and your opponents clear zero of your zones and you're like yeah i'm awesome because i i destroyed two of my opponent's teams in retaliation and i won every single match you're probably not even going to make kyber league to be honest because you're not getting the banners for clearing the teams you're not getting the banners for clearing the zones and um you know it, so it kind of just necessitates a um offense first mindset you just have to go for the offense um you know and that's i know that some people don't really like that they like the that they would prefer to be allowed to have a more balanced approach, but really um, for, you know, the way we've been approaching it, it it's, it's been working out. Um, you know, do you uh, want to touch on a little bit more on that? Yeah. Well, I think um, another highlight to why offense first is kind of the way to go is I have the GA opened right now since, you know, it's open to joining and I'm looking at the feats and you look at the feats and it's, uh, win six grand arena battles on your first attempt. You have completely clear 18 grand arena territories, win five grand arena battles with an undersized squad. There's no feats for defend with a team. So, the feats are great ways to earn extra currency. They're great ways to earn extra banners to get you towards Kyber League or the next league in general. And all the feats that are out there are offense first. So I think the devs are really pushing use your best teams on offense than holding it back for defense. It's <laughs> There's one way to go, and that's to clear the territories according to them. And that's kind of the way that we have to adapt our game. I know when we started Grand Arena, before we got to this championship, you're actually one of the ones that took the more balanced or defense-heavy approach. So kind of transitioning into this championship where you need every banner and every banner counts, you know, how do you feel about that? <laughs> you know, that's that's a great question. I, I have really mixed feelings. You know, I, I tend to really enjoy having some tactical flexibility, you know, being able to kind of scout my opponents and see what their strengths are, their weaknesses, and, you know, kind of just put the squads in that I think are going to succeed and then, you know, just slug it out. And I feel like I am being a little bit limited in terms of that flexibility. But um, one thing that I've really learned to uh, appreciate about this format is trying to really maximize uh, your efficiency in terms of your units. I mean, ideally, you know, we're at the nearly 5 million GP mark uh, for our main accounts, solo, uh, both of us. And, you know, we're, we have to, we have to take out eight different teams and we have to place eight different teams. And so ideally you only take eight strong offensive teams and you put everything else that's good on defense if possible, it, you know, and that doesn't quite pan out. You need to have backup teams because you're inevitably going to fail an attack here and there. But I really do enjoy trying to, um, you know, 
really stack my defense as much as possible. Um, you know, and it, it's like just kind of standing on a razor's edge, like, you know, one slip and you could, you could really just <laughs> epically fail. But, um, you know, I, and, you know, you, I've had to adapt to this uh, offense only approach, um, you know, and it's not offense only. I, I still do put a, an okay amount of defense in, but, um, you know, you've always kind of liked just the offense heavy approach. So, um, you know, what's, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel comfortable at this point? I do, but you know what's funny is if you go down my list of who have made G13 first, kind of because of the second goal of this GA of stealing their banners, if you look at my G13, I've actually gone defense heavy for most of my G13s uh, between the Geos and the Droids and my Night Sisters. I've sort of switched to an, a defensive focus now, which is kind of funny when you think about it, because like you said, any team with a tank is boring to me. I want to go offense, 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 and here I am. You switched from balance to offense, and I'm building up my defense as strong as I can. Well, sure, and actually you make a really great point, to be honest. Um, you know, you said that you're putting teams on you know, more more gear on teams that are on defense. And I think that makes a lot of sense, actually, because we can't rely on player skill to be able to defend on for us. So, you know, all we could really do is stack mods we can um, and put gear on guys. So um, it, it makes a lot of sense because maybe gear 12 isn't enough for a defensive squad where we have no control, but if we're actually using the characters in question, um, maybe that skill will provide us kind of a buffer on offense, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, have a slightly less than ideal gear in that in that area. That's the hope. That or kind of tie their hands at the teams they have to use. So a G12 Grievous has a lot more counters than a G13 Grievous. And so that's why, of course, Grievous was one of the first ones to pick a G13 for many many people outside of their arena team i guess i should say but you know everyone saw the value and there he went yeah it's no joke one thing i did want to do actually was backtrack just a little tiny bit um as far as our approach goes um and just talk a little bit about the protection regen and you know kind of stealing your opponent's banners on defense and one thing i did want to caution um is putting really strong tanks that are easy to kind of bypass their taunt or whatever. Um, you want to kind of avoid that if possible, honestly, because I know that, for instance, I fought against a really hard Dooku team recently with a ton of different counters. Uh, I used my Bounty Hunter squad and I was able to, you know, it was like Dooku and Wampa and Droidica and all these crazy things. Um, and Boba like got blown off the table and everything. Um, and he, you know, he revived because of his unique, but um, like I was on, kind of on my kind of 
just almost on my last legs. And I was able to take out the squad, um, the, the four other than Baze. There was a Baze uh, there that was kind of just doing nothing. So I just left him alone after I dispelled his first taunt. And then after that, I was able to fully regenerate my entire roster. Um, and, you know, like I got full banners against him just because I slowly chipped away at Baze and, you know, did the low damage AoEs and was able to fully regen my health and protection. Baze really single-handedly won that match for me. So it's just something for our listeners to think about. Um, and then, Solo, I know that you've done the same with uh, against Night Sisters with Jedi Revan. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, Jedi Knight Revan, when you call an assist, uh, it regens the protection of whoever gets called. And so there's nothing better than having nobody with full protection and you just beat up on zombie for, you know, a minute and a half and call everybody assist killing zombie whilst the fourth member of the Night Sister squad is there and you just fill up everybody's protection. As soon as everyone's full, you take out the fourth member of the Night Sister, then you take out the zombie one more time and you just finish with 60 banners or 61 if you went in shorthanded. Yeah, it's it's filthy the way that works. And, you know, like that's like the only downfall to taking Night Sisters is if your opponents decide to use their Jedi Revan, which honestly, that's not a bad trade for you. But um, if they do, then they have the potential to just totally regenerate everything and get full points. So <laughs> right. um, something to keep in mind. I still think... You know, Night Sisters, if we're talking about banners efficiency, as an aside, I mean, Night Sisters can never, unless they don't get hit, they can never get full banners because they have zero protection regen. So, like, I think they're almost... I'll keep my my mind open to other suggestions, but I, I think they're almost just, by definition, relegated to defense. No, I think they should be. And they also... When you mix them in with a Nest squad and a GG squad and a Geonosian squad, they're one of those teams that can steal a team from another one of your defensive teams. So somebody might use Jedi Knight Revan. When you have a G13 Grievous, they might use Atreya. When you have the Geonosians hiding. So even if you they give up 60 banners it might be useful because they stole that team from one of your other defensive teams oh absolutely you know um i you know that's we could talk about the our defensive deployment strategy later honestly but um you know just that kind of threat overload trying to lo overload your opponent's roster with like one team or with a ton of teams that only have like one or two good counters and making them really sweat and try to figure out using good counters to be able to beat all of those teams that you've presented to them. Right. So um, anyways, we, we can kind of move on that. That's basically our, our take on grand arena solo. And I collaborate a lot. We talk a lot about our strategy and even though we don't agree on 
every single thing. Um, I, I think that our strategy is for the most pretty unified in that. So um, uh, moving on to our next uh, topic, though, um, we both have alts as I kind of mentioned before, and uh, they're both kind of on the different power spectrums. Mine is at 1.6 million GP, and um, Solo's is at, I think he was our guild's first f five, fully five million GP. I was, yeah, and I'm getting very close to 5.1 now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Why don't you discuss a little bit about what's going on with your alt solo? Sure. Uh, well, uh, this past week, since the last podcast, I've I did two things. I uh, finished. Well, when I say finished, I mean I got Newt up to G twelve. I gave him a Zeta this week. That way, I was having Dooku on the GG squad. He's not ideal, so I wanted to get Newt going and modded sort of correctly as best I can on that account and get him on that GG squad for better defenses. And then, you know, one, the clone team is fun with Shakti. I have them on my main account. Two, I'm really starting to get scared that she's the next panic farm and we're going to need her at, you know, 16,500 for some sort of legendary or mythic event. So that account has started the Shakti grind for all four cryotechs. And since I don't finish first in both arenas on that account, it is quite, quite miserable. Uh, yeah. So what's going on with your alt? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, your alt is concerned. Like, at your GP level, you really kind of do need to keep up with the meta as best you can. Um, at 1.7, I mean, you absolutely do see some meta teams. I know that my alt faced, I don't know, four or five Jedi Revens uh, in the last Grand Arena. Um, at, you know, and went undefeated, even though I didn't have Jedi Revan either, or... Um, at least not a high level one. Um, and I even faced uh, Darth Revan or two, but not everyone is going to have all of those um, meta teams. And my alt doesn't get top place. Like it's a pretty good day when I could get top 200. So um, I'm really not concerned about whatever the next meta team is. Like I'm, I have been farming clones definitely. Um, I've not worked on Shakti. I actually don't even think I um, paid the credits to unlock her. So, you know, I did the marquee and just kind of sat on her shards. So um, one thing that I've been really focused on, though, is I got my General Grievous up to gear 13, which at that level is going to be extremely problematic for my opponents. I am, like, through the roof excited to put him on defense. I put his unique Zeta on him. I even got B1 and put his Zeta on him. So it's, you know, and then I have like a couple other droids that are only level 80 because I don't have enough credits to actually get them up to 85. 
like the credit crunch is real. And, you know, as a result, I was even able to unlock Padme. But um, yeah, that squad is going to be so annoying at 1.7 million GP. Um, it's it's really going to bring a lot of enjoyment to me. <laughs> I bet it will. <laughs> like ir, ir, unreasonable amount of it. It's um, I'm excited. So, um, you know, in, in other alt news, um, Solo and I did made a deal recently that's somewhat inadvisable. Um, and I'll, I'll let Solo fill you in on that. Well, first, let me say how much I hate Ewoks. Ever since that stupid Ewok event, uh, to get Chewy, where I've wasted a week of my life, I have my Ewoks on my main account sitting exactly where they should be. That was the exact level needed to get my Chewy at 7 stars, and they haven't been touched since other than to steal mods off of them. Uh, but a certain Zareth on the other end of this podcast has convinced me to go with a G13 Ewok squad on the alt. Uh, so we are both going to be doing this catastrophe of getting the red and yellow borders around our Ewoks. Uh, for me, it's going to be just painful because that squad annoys the hell out of me. Uh, but at least mine are all G12 already on this all account with, you know, my wicket only really needed two pieces and I gave one of them to him tonight after the TB awards. Uh, so Sarah, how are your Ewoks looking? You know, um, I am actually really excited about this. I love that I was able to drag you into this fiasco frankly it's i don't i don't necessarily see it ending well but um you know the ewoks really do gain quite a bit when you take them to gear 13 and i know that a lot of squads probably do but um i think the kind of my theory behind ewoks is um they are the kind of what you make of them like you know if, if you for instance, if you put gear 11 on Night Sisters, it's just a joke squad at this point. Like, everyone can beat Night Sisters at that level. Uh, you know, even if they have all their Zetas, even if they have decent mods, like, they're, they're a joke. You put gear 12 on them and start putting some of their pieces on, and, like, they start being solid. But then when you put gear 13 on them, suddenly it's like, I hope that my uh, Padme team doesn't just, you know, have certain characters get one shot by Spirit or... You know, maybe I just have to use Jedi Knight Revan to take them out. Like you, uh, it really escalates in terms of, you know, the level of priority and the level of squad that you have to use to take them out. And so, uh, Ewoks are really similar. Like e even into mid gear twelve level, if you don't put decent mods on them, like Imperial Troopers will just wipe the floor with them, no problem. But once you hear at a certain point they start being a really huge pain. And once you get them to gear 13, you know, their pieces are actually pretty good. Their finishers, um, they become a truly um, awful squad to deal with. Like you can't use the usual, like, you know, Kira plus nest auto thing to be able to counter them. So, um, you know, that's kind of the theory. And my, my alt is going to really struggle. They're all my, all my Ewoks are like gear nine and 10. Um, my Ewok, my Wicket is going to be 
on the very edge of being able to get the upcoming like seven star event um it's like has 65 shards right now with three days to complete him you know so if i refresh one time if i save the crystals then maybe you know if i get good rng so um anyways that's we're going to be updating you guys on what our uh ewok impact is at both different levels and the awesome news is if it's just a total failure um not only can solo have like everlasting ammunition to just pummel me with until he comes up with his own ill-advised strategy uh you know or plan or deal or whatever for our alts um you know it's on their alts their alts so you know our main accounts don't suffer so um anyways let's move on to the faction of the week which is jedi training ray why don't you talk a little bit about that solo a little yeah, bit about that jtr solo. uh is probably one of my favorite squads that they put in this game i ran her in arena for way too long um probably i think seven months at one point uh and she's just so good at countering so much you know a lot of the newer squads you, you can work her to counter people I know you just did a video of her countering Geos. She is reserves a spot on my offense for bounty hunters. You see, you, you see this uh, craze that's going around with people putting Nest with a Django lead and a 300 speed Bosque, which actually makes him 330 speed. And you need to figure out how to beat him. Well, the answer is just have... A sort of fast BB-8, two other droids on your JTR team, and Scav Ray. And the Django teams are just melting. Uh, because Bosk, at least when he's a leader, he gives so much more survivability. But Bosk, under a Django lead, dies very quickly. When you hit him three times and expose him three times. Um, so the team comp, if you're looking at that to counter the Django lead is going to be JTR, BB-8, and R2. And those three, you should consider them like the CLS trio or the Sith trio. This is the Resistance trio. They really shouldn't be separated from each other. Uh, I'm using L3 as my tank because the one thing with that team is Scav Ray is very squishy. And you want to protect her. And L3 is your best shot. Because when you're going up against the Bounty Hunter squad that has Dangar in it, R2 isn't going to be able to keep the rest of the team stealth. Because that's Dangar's unique, where you can't stealth if he's stealth. So you need a tank. L3 is going to just kind of slough off any debuffs that are put on her. She's going to taunt multiple times. And she's just really strong. Not to mention, she gives an extra 8% turn meter to BB-8 at the start of the match. So, you're going to outrun any bounty hunter squad, even with the Django lead. You're going to protect your Scav Ray. And when you get that team down to uh, just Nest left, JTR's there to daze Nest, so Nest can't counter. And you just time it so that 
Scabre has the big, the big stick hit right when uh, Nest has no protection and she's gone. But as I said, you just made a video about the JTR team, and it's a little bit of a different team comp. So why don't you just talk briefly about that, and then we can add the link in the description of this podcast. Sure, great idea. So, um, yeah, I, you know, and I won't go on at length too much, I hope. Um, but one thing that I've been really frustrated with in Grand Arena is uh, ever since the Geos have kind of come to the forefront, they have the Brood Alpha. It's a really cool squad, but I've been just kind of reserving my Treya squad entirely for um, taking out bugs. And there are so many other really good uses for Treya that I don't like the idea of being forced to just use Treya on that one squad. And so I was kind of seeking other solutions and um, I, I happened upon someone mentioning like, oh yeah, you can, you can use Jedi training Ray to beat geos. I was like, what? So I, I watched a bunch of videos. Um, and, uh, what I came up with after I watched a bunch of people failing and a bunch of people succeeding with different things, uh, the comp that I used, uh, to take out geos was, um, you know, and I tested this, uh, uh in, and you, as you'll be able to see in the video, um, my composition was Jedi training Ray with, uh, the, you know, the Jedi training Ray trio as solo put it, um, you know, with R2 and BB eight. And then I took resistance trooper, which you could probably take scavenger Ray. Mine is just gear 11. So I just kind of pushed her aside cause she's a pain to get to gear 12. Uh, I put resistance trooper and then I put, um, C-3PO, and that causes some issues, honestly, and we'll kind of get into that um, in the next segment, but um, C-3PO goes with Padme traditionally, but uh, that team, you know, if you do, if you follow the right steps, you know, you have to be able to uh, account for the, not only the Brood Alpha, but Poggle, they both have um, cleanses, so you know, you want to make sure that your Geonosians are, um, you know, not cleansing each other. Because once once a cleanse goes out, then the whole Geo team just goes completely crazy. And really, the whole strategy is just to get so many turns in a row that the Geos, like, almost never get to go. So I would recommend, I mean, I made a 10-minute video on it. I would recommend at least watching the final attack that I did. They're all time-stamped and everything. Um, so in the in the podcast description i'll put the link to that um but it's really promising i'm excited to see what i can make happen with jedi training ray against the geonosians uh so anyways enough about uh the jedi training ray she's she's a lot of fun in grand arena that's for sure at least on offense um but uh we have a grand arena coming up here pretty soon um I'm really excited. It's the first full Grand Arena Championship. Uh, Grand Arena Championship won. So um, we'll see how <laughs> I start to name my videos here. But um, anyways, where we've both been quite industrious in terms of Grand Arena teams. Solo, what kind of changes have you made to your roster to kind of give you a better chance well, to take it down? I think I went back in time by about three years. Um, <laughs> so... The first two changes I made were I finally got Barris to 
G12, as much as that pained me, and gave her her Zeta. Uh, I got Stormtrooper Han to G12. I did not give him a Zeta, though I told you about 18 times I really wanted to, but <laughs> I was able to hold off on that <laughs> yeah, one. Me too. And I am three G12 finisher pieces away from getting Jolie up to G13. So in about 15 minutes when I hit my daily reset, Jolie should be G13 to help me with those General Grievous squads because Jolie likes to revive the rest of the team. And it's kind of so key in just in case Grievous goes wild. So I wanted to give him extra protection, uh, extra survivability, extra base health, because he'll get that extra, you know, gear level for the mods to work off of. So those are kind of the three things I really focused on in this past week to prepare for this upcoming GA. What were, what did you focus on? <laughs> um, I, so I finished my commander Luke trio, you know, so it's Luke and Han and Chewie. They're all, done at gear 13 and uh they're primed for one shot hits on defense um again for this grand arena so that'll be interesting to um see me feel like i have made no progress despite gear 13 but um <laughs> putting him on defense but the one i'm most excited about and the one that i think is potentially the most foolish uh, out of any move I've made with gear 13 so far is I'm going to be putting gear 13 on Stark, uh, you know, from, uh, from Imperial troopers fame. And, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, if you've followed my videos, you've known that, um, I haven't had solos luck against the Django lead bounty hunters. And maybe that's part of that. Um, his team comp is a little bit different than mine. Um, but, Regardless, I, I've been really struggling trying to beat those teams. I, I haven't lost to them yet. Jedi Training Ray still absolutely wrecks that team for me. It's not a matter of losing. It's about banners efficiency. You know, if I'm losing five points to a Bounty Hunters team, that's not my level of acceptability. Like, I'm not really okay with that because the margins of victory are so slim sometimes that five five banners is a huge amount or seven or you know even three so um i have put an enormous amount of speed mods on him and he will at the at grand arena lock he stark should be uh 320 speed before uh before the veer's leadership and the idea is he will be faster than any bounty hunter on the team he'll boost their uh the rest of the bounty hunt or the rest of the imperial troopers speed to the point that they're all faster and then i'm able to just get the turn meter train rolling i can kill one bounty hunter and then that leads to the destruction of the entire team so um the theory is sound we'll see how it is in practice but i am excited for it um and then the other the other thing i've I am not excited about it at all, but, um, you know, we, Solo and I, we're kind of collaborating and we made a, we both made a, an important decision about um, 
putting a controversial Zeta on one of our characters. Uh, can you kind of recap that a little solo? It makes yeah. me sad. I don't really trust myself to say uh, <laughs> the right things here. That would be the Zeta Barris, which we both vehemently hate for probably much the same reason. The problem is, and again, I blame you much like this Ewok disaster. Um, <laughs> That's she, fair. <laughs> <laughs> she really does come up as a counter to so many different teams. Um, you know, it hurts me to see her in a Padme team. But yes, if you're going to use 3PO with your Geos, um, or four Geos on a JTR squad, you kind of need a fifth. So she can slot in there. It's really not ideal. It's not as strong. But the biggest thing you see her countering is if anyone places CLS on defense, I don't know how she's going to do with G13 just because Han or Chewie is going to hit so hard. But when they were G12, she was the ultimate counter to them because, you know, you would hit GK and... He would just heal thanks to her Zeta. So she really can provide a benefit. I kind of think what I'm going to be doing with her is throwing her on the Sith Trio team for when I'm going up against G13 Geos because their thing is multi-hit, you know. Um, Spy obviously can hit for, I think I got him up to 301,000 this past territory battle. But other than that one... Yeah, it really was. Other than that one big hit, though, they're kind of a like Ewoks, death by paper cut. And so I kind of think Zaris is going to be my fourth on that team, so I don't have to use another Sith member um, because they're going to just keep hitting the trio. And trio's already healing just kind of because of their uniques. But it'll give Scion a little more survivability, so I don't have to get him to G13 next. Right. I, I mean, and, and really, you know, I'm going to use her on um, the Padme squad, uh, unfortunately, but um, you're going to use her on a Sith squad. Like, the the fact of the matter is, you and I kind of, I mean, we've we've shared our hate of zeta barris for a long time and um you know that's it just has to change because we've we've seen her be relevant in like every phase of the meta like she's not meta right now certainly but she's she's been relevant she's been on good teams she's been on good counter teams and it it just seems foolish like you and i both have roughly 80 zetas or something like that maybe over I, I don't know. Um, but it's like, why shouldn't we give one to a character who's been relevant since her Zeta was reworked way back, you know, two years ago or however long? Yeah, it's probably about time. And it's also, uh, you know, we're going to have this new light side territory battle coming out. And we've seen how the clones hit in this dark side territory battle. So. Having somebody that heals on crits probably will not be a bad idea for a light side territory battle as well. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, she's 
you're absolutely right. She's pretty relevant, though. I will say, I mean, I think we share a lot of our hate for Barris in the same way, but um, one thing I've never really liked about her is uh, when you put the Zeta on her, her name is so close to my own handle in this game. Um, <laughs> you know, Zeris and Zareth, it's, uh, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just one more reason to hate her. And I, I really, even if she pans out and is amazing, I almost think that I will still hate her, frankly. No, I will too, because there's... Good lord. I hate timeout teams. They're the most boring thing ever. Uh, and she was the queen of the timeout team back in the GK Zerish thing. Oh my goodness. And I just, I couldn't do Yeah. It was fun. It was fun back in the day having... Of all people, Chirrut was my Zerus killer. Oh, yeah. I, I get, you know, he has his damage spikes. Yep. Yeah. Load up your team with buffs and then use his special and just take her out in one shot so she can't heal. Gosh. Yeah, I, I can't say enough bad things about her, frankly. But here we are. We both got her in one week. Well, I, I know. It's like... It, it's like a total reversal. It's like we both hated her so much and we even have like a sticker on our guild discord about like we hate her and she's like the worst ever. And yet we both have her Zeta now. So it's embarrassing. Yep. But... It is. It is. Anyways, we forgot to mention something in our last episode, which uh, was our fault, of course. But um, we have a segment planned that relies on uh, our listeners to actually um, kind of interact with us. So um, why don't you go ahead and explain that a little bit, Solo? Sure. We have our, you know, we have our growing Discord channel now. It's basically centered around this podcast and our YouTube videos. And uh, we've been having conversations on the channel about GA teams and counters and Last week we had Territory Wars, not Grand Arena, so we we're really kind of focused on that. But we're going to be taking questions from people on the Discord, and we'll start answering them here so that you can actually hear our voices and get our answers uh, as opposed to kind of the written form. And I always find it's easier to answer questions verbally anyway. So... If you have some questions, if you want to know about counters, you want to know a little more about our strategy, come to our Discord. It'll be linked at the bottom of this podcast in the info. Um, you can submit your questions and we will get to you on our next uh, episode. Right. And, and, you know, and it's also our chance to be kind of um, dismissive of your ignorance. So, um, you know, now uh, I'm it should be a good thing um you know the these kind of question and answer things it, it's a great opportunity to interact with you guys a little bit um you know and we'd be happy to interact with you on discord itself by typing as well but um you know solo is a lawyer and he likes to talk so um this is a great opportunity for him to um you know kind of explore that venue a little bit hear my own voice a little more absolutely 
beyond the just the discord channel we also have um we each have a youtube channel um and we we've been posting good you know videos that are relevant to grand arena specifically so uh you'll find links to both of our youtube channels um and then we also have something that i think is really good a really strong tool in grand arena um and Solo does a better job of explaining it than I do. So um, can you tell them a little bit about the counter sheet? Sure. We, uh, what we did was set up a Google spreadsheet that everyone can access. And on that spreadsheet is going to be a list of all the teams that we've faced in Grand Arena so far. And it's going to be the full teams. So... You know, if you faced a Night Sister team, it's going to tell you all five Night Sisters we faced. Or if you faced a Padme team, it's going to tell you which Padme team we faced. And then to the right of that, it's not just going to be a picture of the leader or where you have to guess what the rest of the squad is. What we did is we wrote down all five members of our squad so that you can see not just the leader counter, but who the full counter to that team is. And then the most important part of this sheet is directly next to that is a link to one of our YouTube videos and you go directly, it's timestamped, so you go directly to our fight and you get to watch the match. So you get to judge for yourself, you know, is that a team that you can make work? And you can see the steps we took and what kind of happened to make the counter work. So it's an actually, it's an excellent uh, tool to use if you run up against teams that you just don't know how to counter. Uh, absolutely. And um, actually I've just recently added um, a mobile device friendly link. So um, you'll see both of the links at the bottom. If you wanna see the one on sheets, click on that link. Um, and I don't know why I'm explaining it to you. Just click on the link that you want. So um, <laughs> it, it's exciting times um, as we continue to um, create, you know, generate more video and footage of, of our matches. Um, we'll, we'll have more and more counter teams available for you guys to see. But, um, you know, I've, I even just recently linked my Geonosian um, counter with Jedi Training Ray, just that video. Um, so people will have the opportunity to see that as well. Um, and uh, otherwise, guys, I think that's that's about all the, the stuff we have to say this time anyways. Yeah, yeah uh, so we haven't actually come up with a good way to sign off. So um, I'm excited for when that day actually comes. But until then, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, guys. Have a good week.